so today is January 17th, 2021, and it's awesome that I don't have to feel like every time I make a recording that it has to start with like, hey, I'm grateful for everything in my whole life, and everything's perfect, and there's nothing that I need to work on for anything because everything's great. And if someone were to say, how are you? I would just say, fine, thanks. Or good, how are you? You know, like I hate those situations when I feel like being insincere is like the preferred answer of every question. And it's just like so nice when I can just give permission and be like, yeah, yeah, it's not the best, right? It's like in progress, right? Like I think it was Saturday night where I just, or no, there was a couple times this week where I was like, I just want to make another recording. Not so I can like be this like famous person for how bad I can do like a adult tantrum, but like just because it's like, it's part of my toolbox of like how I take time to like self-soothe and like instead of flooding and like throwing up on other people in my life, like it's a way for me to just be able to do it in a way that is somehow contained and for like a contained amount of time, right? Because otherwise, then I just start saying funny things to people that aren't true, that are just really lies because I'm just like so mixed up with emotion and overwhelmed that I just start saying like random terrible things because like, because it's a real thing. Like I love this one talk that was one of my husband's favorites, like The Tongue of Angels by Elder Holland. And it talks all about this, how like, you know, sometimes people get into this weird mode where they're in this really like funky place inside. So then they start digging up manure and like dirt and throwing it at other people in the form of words. And that's like, when I think of it like that, I'm like, yeah, I, I could totally be a little bit better than that. And I know it's kind of like a ticking time bomb. It's like the sooner I can express myself, the better so that it doesn't have to become this like explosion bomb thing. I can just like reset it and make sure that it doesn't have to go there. Also, my other friend talks about it as like, I think she calls it zones or something where basically she just calls about different colors. You know, like I'm either wearing, like it's like either green, yellow or red, but I like to talk about it wearing hats. It's like, I'm either wearing a green hat or yellow hat or red. In my case right now, it's like a yellow. Thankfully, it got to yellow before I was like, okay, I'm done. Like, no more schedule stuff, no more expectations about anything. I'm in the yellow, I need to get back to my green. And I realized that I am literally the only person that can do that for myself. Like, nobody else knows my targets well enough to actually do it justice, right? And thankfully so, that I can like be, I can actually be my own best friend where I'm like the only one that really knows the things that matter to me most, right? Like there's even people that are close to me where I might want to be close to them, but there's always that limit where it's just like, I really feel like if I were to share the things that actually matter to me, it's just like a big flood on them. And then there's all the mixed emotions of like having a close relationship with someone. So then if I'm flooding, then it makes them feel it could potentially make them feel like it's their fault because I'm feeling a certain way because we are in such a close relationship. So it's just like, it, that doesn't work either. 
So it's just like, thankfully so, I could have developed a strong enough relationship with myself this year so that I can be in a state of being like, yeah, it's okay. It's okay to be in a place where I need to self-soothe by expressing myself through my chatty nature because that's like my way of processing things really quickly. You know, I love that I have this avenue that's way faster than me to me than like art or drawing or writing or any of those other means of expression or music or anything or dancing or yoga. Like it's just, this is the most precise way that I can express myself exactly. And thankfully I've somehow developed a repertoire. Like I think it's been like three or four years of really embracing this mentality that every time I express myself, not every time, but at least in the morning, every time that I'm like, full on in expression voice mode of like either my voice in writing or my voice in audio. It's like the intention, not the intention, but one of the intentions is to ensure that everything that I'm saying is exactly what I would want to burn because it, it could be that potentially embarrassing or that potentially audacious or that potentially just completely just raw and actually what I think, like my honest feelings about what I think about things, right? Because I think so often in the past, it was like, oh no, I could never be that way. I couldn't be ever be that honest or that like upfront about anything because there would be too many people that I could offend at this given time or another. And so I was like, no, 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 that is not my jam. I don't ever want to make people feel bad or whatever. But it just came down to it where it's like, you know, I really don't think people care that much. I really don't think people are that absorbed in my life to the point where every little single thing that I could say would really make them feel like there was something wrong with them because I just said it, right? Like I just said something personal in my own life of what I was doing in my life, right? I was like, no, I think people are mostly just doing their own life. And so really, I'm doing myself a disservice by living only living like 20%. Um, or even just only expressing 20% of what's actually going on inside. So I was like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And so today, previous to me wanting to express myself, it's like I just kind of had kind of a, I had a, like, I think I had a pretty good day, really. Like, it, it, there was like lots of wins, for sure. You know, whether it's the wins of like one of the main focuses this week between me and my husband was just like, just doing a lot more of this practice of like turning towards. It's one of the principles we're learning in our marriage course and 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 using it as well as this like love map exercise. Um, so not just using it in our marriage, but also with our children. So just like taking notes, like personal notes internally of like all the different things that are like the favorites of those around us and taking note of them so we can make sure that we carve out a life that is like acknowledging of those favorites and those like needs and stuff like that so that we can like be better planners and intentionally living our lives in a way that is like um, being even more, I don't know what the word is. Like they talk about it in this book as like when someone makes a bid for something, like when they hint for something or they suggest something they'd like or things like that, that's like a bid for connection. And, and how important it is that we balance out every five bids. For every negative thing that happens, there needs to be at least five bids that balance it out. In a good like top-notch relationship, there needs to be at least 20 
to every negative. Whereas in a, in a relationship where there's conflict and things where things aren't really going the best, there still needs to be at least five positives, five um, moments of actually connecting with those bids and like helping um, to every one negative. So that's kind of like the process that I'm working with is like, yeah, yeah, I really do agree with that. So we've been doing it a lot. Like, you know, to the point where I used to spend like six hours in the morning in the kitchen every day, doing all the dishes, all the breakfast, all the food for the day, and, and really getting really tizzied out because all amongst that time, it was like, oh, hey, kids are fighting, they need help, but like nobody else knows how to do the food. So I'm just kind of in like kitchen jail and trying to figure that out. But like this last week, I was like, no, it's just, it's, my family is more important than us eating. You know, I'm not trying to solve world hunger here. I am actually raising children. Like, that's what I'm doing. I'm not like, you know, if people are hungry, they can just grab an apple. Like, I don't need to be going all out six hours a day when actually people have like bigger needs than just hunger that are like pertaining to their development and feeling supported in that. And I'm like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So I've been like focusing razor sharp as much as possible so I can be like present and doing the wrestling and doing the like runs and dance parties and like reading stories and like answering questions and like making time for people's curiosities and like really like focusing. Um, so, and like, not even just like being full on focusing, but just like making intentional efforts to be like in the same room. So, so I'm accessible, right? Rather than feeling like I'm constantly saying I'm too busy. So that's been kind of neat because as I like stepped into that, it's like people around me almost like felt the notion and they stepped in, they stepped up where it wasn't me in the kitchen all the time anymore and there was other people in the kitchen figuring things out and and making things better and making breakfast and like I was like oh there we go I real I guess I figured out my problem that I, I was like stressed about for this whole time like I was so caught up with feeling like oh there's no other way to do this so I'm just gonna like put my nose to the grind and think that that's the only way to do it but when I really stepped into the higher priority of what needed to happen for my relationships, it was so neat how that was such a freeing thing that that was able to actually happen. Where I felt like, oh, I'm actually being even supported in this now. You know, I'm not just feeling like I'm just this drag to the household because I've switched up my, almost like I've switched up my roles and responsibilities a little when it's not really like I've switched them. It was just that I was doing like, 200% before and now I'm just doing 100% which is like really great like actually it's just really great so that's been like a huge win like of course and then it was it's also been a huge win that I could do a podcast like several times this week like probably almost every day and then I probably just skipped one day kind of thing and that's been really healing too because it's been it's been nice to use this new platform so that I can just like express freely and not have like a time limit so I can just like share it all. It's kind of like, you know, like I know it, hurt, it works for some people to have like a time limit for art time or something. Just carve it out, call it their bullseye time. But for me, I'm like, no, <laughs> like I just need, I need a good chunk of time and I need to be able to feel liberal space within that time to just like, you know, maybe go a little bit under or over whenever I want to, but not really feel like, oh, like my time's up kind of thing. 
especially when I'm in creativity mode, like, like in that intuitive space. Like I just love being able to just, you know, paint my picture of what, what I'm thinking inside. So that's been really cool. Um, I've also been really grateful. I've been writing in my journal every other day too, to just kind of balance it out and just be able to like express myself through audio as well as expressing myself through words in writing. So that's been like good. Um, and then I've been teaching yoga like every other day, which is like, man, how am I so lucky? I get to do podcasts. I get to like spend the actual time I want to be spending with my kids, like in the morning. I get to be doing yoga, like I get to, you know, thankfully like I have this weekly marriage class thing that I'm doing with my husband, so that's like awesome. And and like it's just good, right? And th and then on top of all that, we're actually on this like really amazing health journey thing. So we're just like honestly, the healthiest we've ever felt ever. And I'm like, "Oh, this is so nice." And it's been for like months. It's probably almost at the 6-month mark. And I love that we're not doing it for a competition. We're not doing it for a contest. We're not doing it as like a stint diet thing. Like we're just doing this. Like I'm just loving that this is just our new life and that that, that it, it's, it just dispels the food addiction stuff that used to just like burden me. Or it dispels all of the fear stuff that, that I had associated with digestion and, and using the bathroom and, and you know like, and feeling like every time I go to sleep like I just feel terrible or every time I wake up I feel terrible or you know just feeling so much like waste with my life. Like so much of my life was being wasted on the pain. And so I was like, yeah, no, this is, this is definitely a worthwhile journey because I feel none of that. Like, I just feel like I live a totally different life now where it's like, no, we're good. Like, we can just move on to our next goals because health is not, like, the main thing that's taking up the whole, you know, like, if I had a jar and had, like, the big rocks first, like, health is actually not one of the big rocks that I'm focusing on right now. Like, I'm so glad that one of my words that I'm focusing on the, this year, if not the word, is glorify. So it's like, you know, kind of that Matthew 5.16 where it's like, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. And I just love that beautiful intention that's there. That it's like, you know, like I've used the word shine before in my other goals, like for other years. And I haven't yet to use this word glorify, which is kind of interesting. I'm using the same scripture verse that I used in years past, but it's a different word this time. And as I think about it, it's just so lovely that I can be in this place to feel like the audacity to even let my light so shine. And then even believe that maybe it, somebody might glorify my father, which is in heaven. And thankfully, I got to read in Nephi today or the, the other day or whatever, where basically he did that. You know, he had a broken bow, everyone was so sad, and then he goes and, and gets all these animals and brings them back, and then they humble themselves and glorify their father, which is in heaven, right? And I was like, sweet, he totally did it. And so it helps me to see that like me letting my light so shine and glorifying so that others can glorify their father, which is in heaven, it doesn't have to mean that I have to become some kind of famous person and live this like alternate life or whatever to do that it means that i am just living my daily life to serve the people that are in front of me on a daily basis and i can just do that and as i'm doing it i can be intentional about following the promptings that i feel to do to be able to like follow the will of god 
be an instrument in his hands, like build my will in the things that he wants me to build my will in. And, and when I do those things, to know that that's me shining, you know? And then when I do that, it gives other people the opportunity to see that. And then they can glorify their, our Father, which is in heaven, for the blessings that come because of that, right? And so I'm like, I'm so fascinated. It was kind of an, it was like a beautiful experience. I would have to say, one of my greatest highlights today. So basically, we were like, hey, let's watch some videos. I was kind of feeling like tensions were a little high. So I was like, yeah, videos would be a great idea right now. So we watched some family videos. And it was like videos from two years ago. Some of them were like from like four years ago. And basically, as we were looking through all of them, we were like, oh, hey, this is really cute. I can't believe things have changed so much in like just a few years. And it was just so sweet to feel of the testimony of one of the people that I listened to today. And it was just so sweet because I just felt so touched. You know, just so touched to even imagine that maybe we live somewhat of a life similar to what I see when I look at that nice book called like Seven Silly Eaters. Where I just look at this beautiful life that this mother has. You know, she has got like, I don't know, seven kids that look like they're all like a year apart. And she's going nuts. She's just going nuts all over the place. She's trying to do her best, but really she's just so exhausted all the time. And it's just so hard for her to just enjoy the little moments because she's constantly in a phase of constantly just like taking care of their needs. And then it gets to a point where it's like drudgery, right? So then she's just like had enough. And then something turns around in a moment where then she just starts to really appreciate her life with her family and just like enjoy it for what it is kind of thing. But also they just also grow up as well. They grow up to the point where they can actually help. And, and so then it balances it out a little for her. And it was just like having that moment of watching the videos as well as like hearing a special testimony today. It just really brought all of that to mind to be like, what if we are, we have been living this beautiful life and what if we actually are living it currently right now, you know, to the point where in a couple years, a few years down the line, you know, in two years, I'll have my oldest be like 13, you know, like 11 plus 12 is 12, Yeah, yeah, like I'll have, in a couple years, I'll have like a 13 year old and like a 10 year old and like a eight-year-old and a six-year-old and a four-year-old and then in four years from now I'm gonna have like a 17-year-old and like no no <laughs> like I can't even do this in like four years I'll have like a 17-year-old and a um 12-year-old I'm gonna have like I'm gonna have like a laurel and like a deacon and then I'm gonna have like a 10 year old and I'm gonna have like a, um, no, yeah, an eight year old. Like, so like, it, like every two years, we're gonna have another baptism basically. And, and then like, and it's just like nuts. Like I, sometimes I talk with my friend, she had four kids in like four years. And that's what she said. She's like, it was like boom, boom, boom all the time. It was like one after the other after the other. And then by the time that she became an empty nester, she was like bawling. She's like, oh, like they're all gone. And like, like, it was just like so much for her to handle for them to all leave so quickly, right? And so I'm just like wondering to myself, I'm like, what is going on here? It's like sometimes 
I might get all tizzied out about little things here and there. But honestly, when it comes down to it, I'm probably gonna be a nutcase. I'm gonna be that bats in case mother that's like saying goodbye to her children at the airport and like chasing them down and tackling them and be like, actually, no, you can't leave. Like, I'm just gonna go tuck you in again and we'll just do this again next year. Like, <laughs> it's just gonna be so, and then I'll be like, I know why I did wrestling and rugby for this very moment so I could tackle you down and pick you up and bring you back home. <laughs> I'm gonna be like that mother from like Love You Forever that Robert Munch wrote, where she like sneaks up into their bedroom and rocks them at night. <laughs> it's, it's like, I love you forever. I like you for always. As long as I live, my baby will be. It's Cause like, honestly, it's like, what in the world? Like, I'm gonna have a baptism every two years for the next like little bit and I'm like it's a good thing like it actually is it's actually like a great thing and at the same time it's very I get it now it's like I understand why people get a little bit weird when they think about this whole empty nesting thing it's like yeah because it's like it's literally one of the most beautiful eras that a person could ever experience the era of, of bearing children um rearing them and literally having them in your home so you see them every day, morning to night. Like, that's a pretty cool thing, which is why I'm really actually so grateful that I homeschool. One of my moms put it this way. She said something like, a typical parent that will put their kids in public school, daycare, those kinds of things, they'll have a certain amount of time that they'll get to spend with their kids in, a, in their lifetime, right? But, and a homeschool parent that chooses to homeschool, they will get to spend an amount of time with their kids between the ages of birth and 20 that everybody else in the whole world will never get that same amount of time with their kids for their whole lifetime, for the whole time that they exist on the earth together. And so I'm like, yeah, like it totally makes sense that we're living this way. Regardless of how intense, you know, kind of like a Seven Silly Eaters book, it's like, I feel like that could totally be me. Like I really need a seven, five silly eaters kind of book for me because it's just like, that's exactly it. It's like, you live the life where it just seems like there's a lot to do and you're just constantly from one thing to the next. And then it just gets to this point where it's like, yeah, yeah, like it's 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 changing. And it's, it's, it's getting to the point where this is not what the rest of my life is going to be like. It's actually just for a moment. And it's a glorious moment while it's here. And like, yes, there's different needs and special needs of different people. Yes, there's different hurt feelings at so many different times of the day. Like, you know, like, what is it for? Well, of course, we're like growing a garden here, right? Like, we're not just like growing weeds. We're actually growing like beautiful things that are like useful and productive and just like totally, and like it's beyond that, it's not even things, like actual people, Heavenly Father's progeny, like it's his royalty, like he's the king, and I raising like his up, mommy. Yes? You did? Yeah. Nice. Um, and so it's just like, yeah, like this is what it's all about, like, if I could be just like a little bit stand a little color mode and a little bit more just like seeing what I actually have in front of me for what it actually is, 
I think, especially the person 10 years from now, right? If I could just be my person 10 years from now, I'm 31 now, so I'm gonna be 41. And then 10 years from now, I'm gonna have a 20 year old. I'm gonna have an 18 year old. I'm gonna have a 16 year old, a 14 year old, and a 12 year old. Like, I'm a little bit scared. <laughs> scared because I'm kind of really excited for all the road trips that we'll probably be on. And all of the places in the whole world will get to travel because I'll actually have people that will stay in their car seats and they'll be actually like engaged and probably want to do some of our fun like scavenger road trip stuff as well as sing along stuff and like we'll just have like a great time being like road trip buddies. Um, so like I'm really excited about that actually. <laughs> um, but at the same time I'm like really terrified because it's like oh like that's nuts. That means like there's going to be that much more time before things just get a little bit even more different, right? Like it's just like different things. But at the same time, I realized that Heavenly Father is so aware of me. He's going to be with me the whole time, right? In the same way that I might have stepped into this fear of like what it might be like to have all these different kids and everything before I had kids. But thankfully, he's kind of blessed me with this almost like this veil kind of experience, not just from me and like people in the afterlife, but like in the afterlife. I don't know what I mean by that. I mean, just like people that, that are, that are not, that are, their bodies are dead and their spirits are in the spirit world. Anyways, so then here I am and I'm just like, I just get to live in the present for the most part. Heavenly Father really helps me feel address and feeling like, yeah, being present with what is just now is where it's at for me. So, I'm gonna look for an address now. Down, 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 down. 